Hey everyone, welcome to Industry Headlines. He's Kevin Kaufman, I'm Fred Weaver, and this is your look at what's going on in the real estate and mortgage industry in the past seven days or so. What's, what's, on, the, uh, what's on the docket, so to speak, Kevin? Yeah, no doubt a lot has gone on in the last week. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a few different things, of course, forbearance updates, uh, because what would an industry headlines uh, show be without for, forbearance updates in these crazy times? We're going to talk about um, some more specifics on that. Talk about a deal with JP Morgan Chase and American Homes for Rent and the things that they are planning to do together. Um, talk about, again, more uh more stuff going on in the forbearance world as well with some kind of drill down into some of the GSE uh, programs and stuff. So let's dive into it. Awesome. Well, just a couple days ago, like one or two business days ago, Black Knight Financial, which is basically the leader in financial and mortgage data in the country and has been for some time, released some new numbers. And let me just say this. Um, we have a Facebook group called Next Level Agents. If you're not a part of it, you should go and join that today. Go to facebook.com slash group slash next level agents or just search for it. And um, the other thing uh, that I want to mention is that Black Knight just, you know, so they came out with some data about like how 2007 8 doesn't quite compare to 2020. But then also last Friday, Kevin, they mentioned that now 8.8% .8 of US mortgages are in forbearance. <laughs> 8.8% of all mortgages. Okay, that is a lot. What is that? About 4.7 million mortgages are in forbearance right now. That means not making a payment. Wow. Yeah, and of course, that number doesn't include people that are just behind on their payments, aren't in a forbearance plan, right? We need to consider that for a moment too, right? There's other people that are in foreclosure. There's other people going through short sales, loan mods. They're, they're just in default. They're not in forbearance, right? So this is a forbearance figure, not a default figure. I think that's important to point out. Um, the good piece, though, of news here is that forbearances have slowed to about 27,000 or so a day, that pace has slowed almost 85% from where we were in April. So if you're looking for the bright side of the news story, the bright side is that the pace of forbearances has slowed. The not so bright side is we're at 8.8% of all U.S. mortgages. And they went in, in their article, Kevin, and they actually stated that, that they think that could trend well beyond 10, maybe even up to 12%. Wow. I mean, those are big numbers. We've certainly talked about that before, but, you know, getting around 10% plus in previous episodes, there's no doubt uh, the coronavirus still continuing to have an impact. I, I guess on the kind of the good side of that is you see more and more people going back to work and kind of hopefully able to get back into, um, get back into making money the way they were before. Obviously not everyone will, but hopefully um, the majority of those folks will be able to and I even saw too, like not necessarily a headline to cover yet, but there was a new proposal of another round of stimulus, which would include a lot of funding uh, directly to to American families. So this is this going to be interesting times for sure. I'm curious um, how big this forbearance really will get. Obviously, 10 to 12 percent. If we if it actually gets there, that's a big number, and it certainly looks like it will at current pace. Yeah. Well, the other big news around forbearance is Fannie and Mae and Freddie Mac came out last week and said that their forbearance is really a deferral. Like there's been a lot of uncertainty around this. If you don't understand the difference, a forbearance is like, hey, you're not making your payments. You're going to have to catch them up later. A deferral is a clear cut policy that says you can miss a couple payments. We'll defer those payments onto the end of your mortgage. So you'll just make a few more mortgage payments instead of the, uh, you know, whatever it is, 360 some mortgage payments you would make 
uh, over the life of a 30-year loan. Now you're just going to make a couple more because you skipped a few, right? So uh, that was an interesting piece of news for them to come out and say that. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Like that's, um, you, you know, again, the word forbearance doesn't actually mean deferral, but effectively these forbearances have become deferrals as opposed to an actual forbearance. So, I, you know, I think that's good. It's probably the proper thing to do. It's probably the thing that was needed the most. And it's good to see, you know, you and I being veterans of the old uh, short sale and foreclosure world of 2007, 8, 9, 10, um, and we saw how much banks weren't helping people, weren't uh, willing to do what it took to help out their customers. Now seeing them do this, uh, it's pretty awesome to see, even though we're going through some tough times as a country, cool to see these banks like doing more to help the average person. Yeah, absolutely. If you're into stats, I think I'll share this real quick, Kevin. Um, so the, uh, the kind of merging these two stories, but the amount of loans and forbearance totals $1 trillion right now. And 7% of those uh, loans are Fannie Mae and Freddie Max. So only 7% of the 8% of the total mortgages in the country we just got done talking about in forbearance are have a deferral option through Fannie and Freddie. That means there's a, you know, another 90 plus percent, right? That haven't yet been offered a deferral. So kind of stand back and watch that. Um, also, the FHA and VA account for 12.4% of all loans and forbearance. So if you add Fannie and Freddie and FHA and VA together, they're about 20%. That means the other 80% of loans are, are held by other investors throughout the country. So how they're going to respond is sort of still in question and, and, and not understood at this time. Yeah. And as, uh, as I well know, Fannie and Freddie have plenty of money to be able to help these people out. I don't know about these other investors, but hey, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Treasury decides to keep holding them hostage. And moving on, um, speaking of that, so JP Morgan Chase and American Homes for Rent are planning to build thousands of single family homes for rent. Um, so they're like, a, this is a build to rent scenario. That's a joint venture between these two companies, obviously, JP Morgan Chase, uh, one of the, if not, I want to say they, they might be, they are the largest bank the by, largest. Uh, by deposits in, in the United States, probably in the world. And American Homes for Rent is, uh, they, they own a vast portfolio of rental homes, right? They've here, especially here in the Phoenix area, we know them very well. They've purchased so many homes over the, over the last uh, seven or eight years in our market. And now they've decided they're going to start building some homes in this joint venture uh, that'll go straight to rent. Uh, that's pretty interesting, right? That's really interesting, actually. I mean, I don't know if I can ever think of a time in history that I'm aware of where you've seen uh, a bank, right? Like as notable as J.P. Morgan Chase, and then a large, basically property management company, for lack of better terms, American Homes for Rent, partnered together to build homes specifically for renters. So. Uh, this is interesting. I think it kind of speaks to what we saw a lot in 2019 anyway, or at least I felt like a lot of just these new concepts coming to market, yeah. right? Like lease options and fractional ownership, you know, type of housing needs. And now we're seeing, you know, JP Morgan Chase and, uh, uh, and American Homes for Rent partner together. So I think the uh, housing uh, market of the future 10 years from now, 20 years from now, is going to be filled with a lot of different things than what we see today. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this isn't, and this isn't just like, hey, they're going to go build 100 homes or something. Like, they're planning, they've got $625 million slated for this and with a goal of building and renting out 2,500 more homes to put that in perspective. So American Homes for Rent uh, already owns over 52,000, almost 53,000 homes uh, in single family rentals. 
and this will do nothing but add to that. So yeah, big, big, big numbers, big, big changes. Cause these are typically the, um, the first time home buyer type of homes. Right. And so they're, I think their play here is they're expecting more and more of those, what would normally be first time home buyers to defer buying until they're ready for that, for that move up. Right. Which is going to be interesting because we know that's a big wealth maker for a lot of folks in the United States. So interesting yeah. times. This is kind of following along the lines of what we saw these hedge funds do, right? Starting in Phoenix, Arizona back in maybe 2013, and they've continued to do today, except now the hedge fund is a bank, right? It's JPMorgan Chase. It's their asset management. It's their money that they're going to go put out there. So it's like somebody paved the way and kind of showed them, oh, here's our return over the last seven years on all the real estate we bought in the first time home buyer-esque, you know, type of property. And uh, those returns obviously look good to them. So interesting stuff. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Like, uh, I think it's going to continue to, like you said, kind of shape the future of what real estate looks like with these new concepts. So exciting stuff for sure. And I uh, just want to say thanks for everyone for tuning in and listening to this week's industry headlines uh, by Kevin and Fred. Thanks so much for being here. See you next week. Action. Oh, hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty, and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.